Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We have The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, this show right now that you're listening to. Thank you for this listening. One, right this one right here. Something that disturbs us in this time of year is potholes uh, i don't know about you but there's very few times that i get enraged i would say everything you know you can just go okay i'll deal with that but when i hit a pothole yeah a big one i get very upset yeah and you're not alone and that's why i wanted to t- uh, tell you this story today that arnold schwarzenegger has now uh angered la city officials after <laughs> filling a giant pothole only it wasn't a pothole. <gasps> what? Yeah. Okay, so he's come under fire, is the Daily Mail. I heard this story this morning and then uh, found a version of it online to share with you because apparently he came under fire from government officials after taking it upon himself to fill a giant, quote, pothole. The problem, though, was that according to the city of Los Angeles, uh, this is not a pothole. It is a service trench. <laughs> That relates to active, permitted work (gasps) being performed at the location by SoCal Gas, who expected to complete their work by the end of May. They will now have to uh, undo his work that he did, which will delay the work that needs to be done. However, so I heard that and I thought, oh, Arnold, you know, dude. You were this close to, we can all relate, right? And then I, because I instantly, to your point, I have visceral rage in a way with potholes that I, that I Uh don't for, like I have rage about all sorts of things, but it takes on different formats. There's quiet rage, right? (laughs) There's, but there is something about the rage of a pothole that just drives me up a wall. And it, it really makes me mad at myself because I'm like, there's so many more pressing, ridiculous uh, terrible, horrible things in the world that I should be directing my visceral rage toward, but there's something about a pothole, man, and I don't even know what it is. So feel free to join the conversation, by the way, if you if you have any answers to that question, <laughs> 651-641-1071. Why is uh, it potholes? But for me, truly, I'm like, I ha- there is one, I'm just going to get it out of my system, and then Yeah, yeah, I'll pothole talk. We're doing pothole talk. We're just doing it. Yeah. We're doing it, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, there's a stretch of 35th, 36th. It's actually 30. Let's see if I come in on 35th then it's 36 as I'm going out towards, uh, 35 W mm-hmm. it's like the road that takes me from my neighborhood mm-hmm. to the freeway. Oh my God, there are so many potholes and I know it's relatable and I know it's not the only street, but literally not only are there just, it's pockmarked with potholes like so you can't even avoid them it's just like so i've taken a detouring down another street Mm -hmm. which is like pristine like two streets over pristine totally fine but because this is the main service road to the to the freeway which by the way the freeway was shut down 
in our stretch for years to resurface the actual freeway, but not right. the service roads. Right. And so that is a thing. And instead of dealing with it, the city just put a sign up that said, rough road. Rough road. Rough road. Rough. Like, hey, if you can get a crew out there to put a sign up, maybe you can get the crew out there to fill the pothole. Right? But again, I, I know you're all looking at me like I'm unhinged. No, no. That is the feeling that I have inside as I'm driving through. Like, <laughs> like why couldn't they just fill in the pothole? There's so many. It's overwhelming. And I understand. Like, I'm enraged. And at the irrational. same time, oh. I'm enraged at the same time. I'm like, this is an impossible job. What's an impossible job? To fill it's all not the if you keep. I know, I know. I just think that the yeah. I want to see you defend in, potholes. I don't right want to defend potholes. <laughs> I I know that I don't do that job. So as oh, I'm, I'm enraged, not raging at the people that fill the potholes. Through, I go through a series of emotions. First, it's rage. Yeah. Then it is have I do I have a flat tire? Have I damaged my yeah. car? Because surely I did. And then it's. Why don't they just resurface the road completely? Yeah. And then I think about budgets. I think about all kinds of things that I don't want to think about. I'm not thinking about that in the moment. In the moment, I'm thinking about, I think I just lost a tooth. <laughs> right? Like, you yeah. can have all these rational conversations with me. And I think the same thing, right? Like, I no, don't I'm disagree with you. I'm definitely not putting, I, saying you don't. I, I Like, I have all the same thoughts. In fact, I started this conversation saying... Why is it that I get so irrationally oh, set yeah. off by potholes? Mm-hmm. I understand that that's irrational, but there's something about it because I know anytime you talk about potholes around people, they will go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it we is have pothole the, talk at home. Yeah. And again, it's not the worst problem in the world. Like I, we, we know this. Oh no. But yet but it causes... there is something so visceral about yeah, that noise. It is, especially like on your route home, which you can just like you can take fifty minutes to get home or twenty five. Yeah. To go fifty minutes, I'm avoiding potholes. Yeah. But I, you know, so I even know where they are in the road, and, also, and then I it go is the most predictable them. thing ever. So you can't tell me that in two thousand and twenty three, a, a you know a country, a planet, a people who've been able to send spaceships to rocks. That have that like they could probably the moon. they probably have filled actual holes that have been drilled moon. out of Mars uh-huh. with rovers and they're like let's faster up. than they kept the streets <laughs> up to date <laughs> no. in the yeah. United States of America. Oh my gosh! And then you think your area is bad, and then you just go somewhere for a bit. Like I was a couple of days ago in Columbia Heights, and I thought, wow, I. Wow, Columbia Heights! Wow, the potholes there were, they really were bad? ridiculous. Yeah. What do you thought, think it is then? Um, I think that the city, every jurisdiction and city, has a budget for this kind of stuff, and they don't. There wouldn't be a big enough budget to resurface all the roads all the time. And there's a very short window of construction season, which we have winter and construction yeah. season here. So then we all know that. So then what's the answer? Um, the answer is um, to take the money <laughs> I, I, away. I'm not expecting you to have all the take, answers, by Take the, the money away from some other programs. No, I, I think there's know. a better solution. I don't know what it is. Flying cars. Flying cars, yeah, yes. Because then you don't need potholes. 
Oh, my god! You don't care about potholes. We're going to have to get... Hover vehicles. When you come back from your um, cruise, I do want to talk to Boulevard Auto Works and get them on the air and say... What kind of damage can I actually do to my car? Oh, I by can tell you a pothole. And and yes, we'll get them on for sure because they will be able to tell us. Because I don't know. Yeah. Other than a your tire. suspension, okay. your tires, and I've had those issues. Like I've ruined rims. Uh-huh. I've had flat tires. I am not the most graceful driver. I will admit. Mm-hmm. I will fully, fully, one hundred percent own my uh, inability to drive as effectively as some people. Mm. That said. Like, at what point can we not? Because to me, it's kind of like, I don't know. This is way, I, this is, I don't want to overblow it. I just, I really just, it chaps my hide. Uh, it chaps my hide, too. But you know, yeah. I think about like, what can we make a new type of surface? Like, can we make well, a new see, type now, of. Well, see, now you're in like the territory turf, that I like would like. Like AstroTurf? Yeah. <laughs> Like now you're thinking. On a now track. you're now you're bringing solutions, it's right? Like, that's made from old tires, I so bet it you expands and contracts. There's like some city somewhere, you know. Uh, I mean, in Europe they have those singing. I was going to say it's probably you know probably Scandahuvia or something, right? Yeah. Like in um, Sweden or something, they've they got play a surface a tune on the road as you drive <laughs> it. Oh yeah, you told me about this. this. Was Germany, right? In Germany, yeah, they have like roads that play. It like plays a song as you go over them, and surely there are no potholes on that road. It's singing to me. Yeah, but it's singing to you to remind you of what? It sings to you so that you're awake. It's like has a function. Kind of like no when words. you drive off the side of the road here and it does. Yeah, not that. This is like. See? Don't you think? Now you're thinking. Now you're bringing solutions to Yeah, but I also don't know what I'm talking about. Look, honey, it appears that a lot of us don't. If I could come up with that, we could go on Shark Tank. Like, Man, you, like, you really could become a bajillionaire. Mm-hmm. We do have Carolyn on the line who has some insight on uh, why puddles are so bad this year. Oh, good. Good. City Carolyn. City of Oregon? What? <laughs> what? The city of? I said she's on a city board. Oh, this conversation. Carolyn on the city board. All right, doing Carolyn. The Lord's work. Carolyn, hi. Yeah. Explain hi. to us what's going on. Well, I wanted to explain. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, we can ma'am. hear you, please. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to explain about this here with the potholes and, and how they've become so bad. Mm-hmm. We've. Um, I'm on our town board, and every meeting we discuss the roads and uh, we have paved all of our roads. We used to have quite a few dirt roads, but the citizens let us pave them. But here's what the deal is. This year we had a lot of rain situations. So what you have is you have your cracks in your road Mm. and then it rained or it was very wet this winter and the water seeped down inside those cracks, freezes and then busts it all back out. Then freezes back you know thaws freezes and you get these ruptures Mm -hmm. and so this year with the snow blades going over the top you get those ruptures and that rips that right up oh so then what you do is you have your road budget and everybody has it and you sit down and you go okay worst case scenario we had this on our plan but we've got these that we have to fill Mm -hmm. and potholes are residuals from you know like you're, if you had, let's say, a project where you're going to pave a whole road, right. well, you also have your maintenance, 
mm-hmm. and they're crack ceiling. So there's so many factors Damn. to it, and it doesn't. It just can't happen every night. It can't. It can't happen overnight. Yeah. Because yeah. you go from bad to worse to worse. So yeah, it's yeah. not that nobody's on it. It's just that it, it takes. It just takes a long time to to move. And plus, <laughs> Carolyn, you weren't even on the board again. when they made those bad decisions, right? You weren't on the board, and now you're having to pay for it. You're like, well, the people that were on the board five years ago. Oh, no, no. Oh, you've been on for 30 years? <laughs> no, I, I totally, like, and Carolyn, thank you so much for your thank call. You because for your call. I, we trust have to me, run. Trust me, if I was, if if this was my, you know, bailiwick, I'm sure I would be like, I have fielded enough calls of people complaining mm, about the potholes. I bet it's... Let me explain to you, and that is no small thing. And then for the God's sake, God love the people. Mm-hmm. God protect and support and uplift all of the people who fill the potholes. Because they're putting their lives at risk They're every doing day. that every day, and they're going to be back, and they just know it. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, I just, I feel for them. Anyway, yeah. uh, when we come back from potholes, we are going to move back to pop culture. And in fact, an unsolved mystery. Jars in the middle of Laos, and oh, we don't know where they're from, Dawn? really an interesting case. Will here. you tell us when we come back? Yep. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Hero Home Services. Now, they don't fill in potholes, but... They do solve problems around your house and have for over a hundred years. The professionals at Hero Home Services can help with your heating, cooling, plumbing, electric. And I think this time of year, you know, it's not potholes in your house, but it's things like electrical issues around the house. It's things like firing up the AC. I bet there are people out there who fired up their AC yesterday and were like, oh, crap, something didn't work right or something smells. Is there something in our air ducts? Whatever issues pop up or pop out of your home at any given moment, any time of year, but especially now, I want you to do what I do. Call my friends at Hero, the pros at Hero. Again, are used to uh, Twin Cities homes. They've been doing this for over 100 years, as I've said. They know the unique challenges those homes present. And there is nobody better in the business to help you with issues around the home. Call Hero.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Um, There are some mysterious things in this world, and that's why we do this segment. What is that? Unsolved mysteries of the unknown. But it's probably aliens or ghosts. Well, this one might not be... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Aliens 
or ghost, but is it? This is something I hadn't heard about before, and um, it is in Laos, and it is a, it's called the Plain of Jars. And it's about about 2,000 vessels that are obviously man-made. So it's or like a jar, they? but the, and they're they they look very ancient, uh, or are they right? Some of them, um, so they're scattered aqua- across uh, twenty one twenty one hundred square miles of slopes, grassy fields, forested foothills, and it's a large area. There are more than two thousand, like I said, on at least eighty sites. Wow. Some just have a few here and there, and then others have like four hundred for instance. So most of them sit on um, mountain slopes and the largest can be seen that are nine feet tall and six feet in diameter. And the elevation is over 3,600 feet and they weigh tons. So like, do we really not know what they are? Uh, They don't know that they, but they are trying to look into it, but there is a big problem that they have. Uh, The heaviest one weighs uh, 25 tons or more. Wow. And uh, they would love to explore what the, these are about. They've done excavations around some that are safe to be around. And it looks like the people who created these jars, it's 1,500 to 2,500 years ago. There are no written texts, inscriptions, um, or other habitation sites around them. And... They have found bodily bodily remains around them, but they aren't as old as the jars. So the biggest, I think the most logical answer they came up with, that these could have been urns. So basically burial grounds for yeah. families and, you know, the larger ones being who was more important in the civilization at the but time. But it could be aliens. It could be aliens, sure. <laughs> it's probably not aliens. But, but no, they are fascinating. I've never seen this before, and they are just... This is what I love about these mysteries. Like, I don't need to go full aliens to be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like these just I've never seen these giant earthen uh, or I should say stone carved things like there. When you say plane of jars, you're like, oh, it's like my basement and my pantry where I've got all of my mason jars. Not those kinds of jars, kids. We're talking about gigantic stone like structures with yeah, a hole in, in it that it looks like it was almost machine made. Yeah. It's like so like this the precision obviously of took it. a long time. Yes. And it was definitely man-made um, and they're scattered all over the biggest problem, which I thought was very sad to learn is that these are in a place of minefields. Oh, sure. And from the Vietnam War. Yes, and the Americans bombed this location in yeah. particular a lot. So there's probably unexploded bombs, th- tons of them, landmines from. Yes, uh, and so uh, the enormity of all of the. I mean, the U.S. bombed Laos uh, from '64 to '73, and they're just there's actually a map I found on YouTube where all of the bombs were dropped. And it's like, oh, boy, that is just it's super dangerous. There's no way that you're going to be able to without some type of a technology to like, come yeah. on, can we get the robots out there. Let's get the robots out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, uh, so that is why it's still so mysterious. And, um, you know, they just don't know where these jars came from or what they're for. 
It's interesting. It does say uh, there's a story I just found. This is virtual mm-hmm. reality and drones could unlock secrets about the mysterious plane of jars in Laos. Um, so that that would make sense, right? Like drones um, can mm-hmm. allow you to take a look at a site without having to, you know, actually go there on foot. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's fascinating. Thank you, Dawn. Will you put up uh, the link to that story on our show links page? It's already happened. Thank you, Dawn. Hey, when we come back, they don't want to be royals. Actually, they do, and they've got opinions about Meghan Markle not showing up to the coronation. What do you think they feel? Or how do you think they feel about Meghan not showing up? I wonder. Hmm. We'll talk about it when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. It's almost the end of the show. But before that, we need to talk about the royals. It just came out that Meghan will not be at the coronation, but Harry will, which I was super excited about, probably more than I should be. And I was like, why do I care? And then I'm like, because it's going to be, something's going to happen, and we're going to know. Hello, Don. <laughs> it's me, Bradley Trainer, and I'm oh, live yeah. once again from Buckingham Palace with news to report oh. from the royal family. What? I now know how the royal family feels about Meghan not going to the coronation, which we talked about yesterday. Uh-huh. Hey, Don, I'm going to ask you a random question. Totally unprompted. How do you think Harry's family feels about Meghan not going to the coronation? How do you think they're doing? With I that? think they're relieved. Uh, relieved? <laughs> relieved. Yeah, but let me let me frame it this way because what I'm really trying to do is get you to to answer the question this way, <laughs> which is oh, yes, okay. they'll be good, relieved. Good, good, yes. But be relieved. However, if she said that she was going, mm-hmm. how do you think they would have responded? Oh, no, we have to deal with her. They would have responded negatively regardless. Yes. Right? And so when I saw the following, like, to me, it's just like, um, they might be relieved. But on the other hand, they are also, they also think it's a disgrace. To that end, King Charles, according to a story, and again, tabloids. But you know how the tabloids are. Yeah, I know how the tabloids work over there. King Charles is very disappointed that Meghan is skipping his coronation. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. He's disappointed because he was so nice to her. <laughs> anyway, the story is... How dare she do this? Uh, that the monarch is feeling mixed emotions about the plan, Dawn. The okay. king is happy that Harry, his son, who he calls his darling boy, will be at the Abbey. He wanted him there. It is sad, and he is very disappointed that he won't see Meghan or his grandchildren. But, Don, he understands the situation. Oh, Jesse, okay. because if he understood the situation, maybe we wouldn't be in the situation. Mm, Am I right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. These fools, I'm sorry, I love... <laughs> Pomp and circumstance as much as the fools. as much as the next uh, individual, but come on, yeah. they were not going to be happy regardless. Because to your point, they might be relieved, and in fact, relieved is how Kate and William feel. They're like, "Phew, dodged that bullet!" <laughs> According to the Page Six article, uh, an expert—I always love those—that um, they are now at ease with the Duchess of Sussex's absence because there will be quote much less emphasis on Uh, them 
who's looking where, who's lip reading and what's going on between them. Oh, yeah. No, the tabloids are totally not going to pay attention to you at all. They will. So that's not the real reason you're happy she's not there. You're happy because she won't upstage you. Right. Am I right? That is right. Because she will show up in a beautiful outfit. Yeah, and she'll look fantastic. Unrestricted by weird-ass protocol that poor Kate Middleton is bound by. She might be able to sit with her legs open and not do that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to go from, like, you can't wear, like, a shade of blue to your legs are splayed open. There's a certain way you have to sit, which is crossed and, and over to the side. So that nobody cross can see ankles, up like your cross girl. your ankles and over to the side, so nobody can see up your dress in yeah. any way whatsoever. We can't see the royal jewels. Jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean she could just sit there and, as my mom well, would call no. it, just crotch out. <laughs> When people say, "Why do just I just feel really like like Dawn?" Forward? This is really just a conversation about Dawn wanting to spread her legs, <laughs> despite me. what society it's would just re- the, expect it, of her. It would be just the biggest <laughs> if she did that. I just think about how funny that would be. It would be the biggest. Women don't. Women don't. Well, I shouldn't say women don't because then, like, the minute you say a generalization like that, there's yeah. like it's so obvious that that's dumb. But um, generally, it's not as socially acceptable for women to just like sit like men do. Yeah. Like exactly. I am not even aware of how I sit as a man, but it is offensive. <laughs> right. It is. Well, have you ever I mean, sat with a man before, like in never. a row? Like, <laughs> Never. Have you ever sat with a man, Don? No. Uh, <laughs> I could say something else right okay. now. Okay, you've not. sat. <laughs> <laughs> I saw where you were headed. Uh, uh. No, but yeah, some people really do the like on the subway. They call it's just it the natural. Spread. I don't even think about it. The man spread. I catch myself doing it all the time. Right. Some people, you're like, why do but you have your good. legs spread that far? Good. Oh my god! Feels real good. So I'm just saying. I wonder if it's just socially conditioned. I'm sure. Yeah. You know that women are taught to not take up as much space. Oh, you know that's a if deeper, you want to get real. Yeah, that's deep about deeper. it. Yeah. Well, you know, back to the coronation. I just think that I'm more interested in. I I, I just knew that she wasn't going to come, so I'm not surprised. The question, really, I think, was: Would he go? Would he go? And I am. He's not involved in the ceremony, and I don't think that I, I am disappointed in that because that doesn't like that is just a family thing like this as a family member and his son. I think he should be a part of it. You know, I yeah. mean, if Queen Camilla consort, her grandkids are in it. You mean Harry's not going to be in it like we should include him yeah. despite the fact that he's not a working royal anymore. No, it doesn't matter. It's your son. Yeah. And. I feel like they should have invited him to be a part of it yeah. in some way. But again, the royal family should do all sorts of things that they will never, ever do. Yeah. So just because he has to only sit in the audience, that kind of bugs me. Is he going to be on the front row? Is he like, where is he going to be seated? Yeah, it's going to be. He will have with a very Andrew? minor. I, <laughs> well, do not set him with. Probably Prince because, Nasty. you know, they're both sort of out of the firm. Oh, man. They can't. If yeah. they did that, I would. That is not cool. If they do that, but he may be next to Eugenie or, you know, Prince Nasty's kids. You never know.
Yeah, but again, he's actually the son of the reigning monarch. I know. So he, he should, should be placing with William. He should one get, hand should be William's hand, and the other one should be Harry's, and they should place the crown on their father's head. If he's not in business class, he should at least be in comfort plus. Exactly. I mean, if he is just in coach, <laughs> he can't be in coach. While his dad is in an actual coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he should be with. I don't know. I just think that this is the time and the only time whenever you have to set everything aside. And that would require them to set it aside. And they're not going to do that. Also, it's just going to be, I feel bad because it's just going to, I feel bad for, I mean, look, I don't really feel bad for Harry at all. Harry will be fine. But I do in, in the narrative that we've concocted here, I feel bad in the sense that like, you just know, he, he feels othered. Mm-hmm. By his family, mm-hmm. and always because has you didn't been. play by the rules, mm-hmm. which I've always got a streak in me that you know identifies with the underdog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and he just he always felt on the outside, and now there has to be some bit of jealousy on the part of William, unless he's just brainwashed yeah. himself so much where he thinks I don't want freedom at all, but like. Well, I think Harry it's is probably... living his truth. He's just like, I'm free and I've said everything. And so wouldn't they be jealous of that kind of a lifestyle secretly? I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And you can hear it in the book. And you can also imagine that that's why they're relieved. Megan's not there. I bet they would be even more relieved if Harry didn't come at all. Because right. Harry will be the focus of a lot of the press gaze. Mm-hmm. G-A-Z-E. Right? Like, because he's a story. Mm-hmm. Like it or don't, right? People want to see him. He, he's not the only story, but like from a, I mean, let's from just be clear. From a little, from an American perspective, coronation seems like it might be a little dusty this time around. <laughs> That's right. But you know, so therefore, you could see where the the eyeballs might be focused more on Harry. And gosh, had Meghan gone, I the only thing is I don't blame Meghan one bit for not going. Part of me wishes she would have gone because. I wish she would make them uncomfortable, but that's not her job, no. right? Like you don't, and also then she would be the top, the object and subject of. They a lot definitely of didn't want her there. Yeah. They had to invite her. Yeah, but I'm surprised they even invited them, and I'm surprised Harry is going. Yeah, that's why I'm delighted because yeah. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Absolutely, you know? and and what we know from Spare is that they don't, they haven't had a talk for sure. They don't talk about stuff. That's something Harry. Didn't like about the family. Dad and brothers. No, they never ever talk about like issues until, you know, William is in your face and shoving you to the ground and breaking a dog bowl under your back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and Kate, do you remember? Kate. Here we go. Being so angry with Megan. Because oh, about the pregnancy the, thing? The pregnancy thing. So, She's like, oh, you just have mommy brain. Yeah, just like or she forgot brain. something and she forgave her. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. I mean, you have mommy brain. And she was absolutely livid. And a lot of time went by before she found out why she was livid. She was livid because she said, Kate said, she doesn't have the right to talk about my hormones. Because yeah, she felt that very, is so offensive she, to talk about her hormones. Well, you know what was interesting about that? Like, I it's not even that I think that she. It's not British to talk moment, about a woman's hormones. In that moment, I I thought it's not even. I am like you're stupid. That's a dumb. Ex, you know, that's a dumb reason. It was like wow, wow. I feel so bad for this woman, who who is so bound up 
mm-hmm. by what you should and shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like that was the thing that got her that animated. That was the thing that made her in tears and just yeah. And so I feel upset. sad that she doesn't. And Megan's like, what? And that, and that, then it would eat away at you instead of just saying something in the moment, like, like I'll never forgive you. I don't have you mommy about brain. Yeah. Right. I'm just, you I, in know. the U.S., it doesn't matter what stature you are in society. You can be in a public bathroom with other <laughs> women and go, dang, my hormones today. And yeah. someone will go, girl, I know. Yeah. And then you walk out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anybody can, women but can. But I bet Megan at that moment was like, oh, I, I, I'm I, never going to win with these people. Because she's just trying to be personable yeah. and actually forgive her. Yeah. And know? also, if you said that as Kate, like, I can understand having real emotions. Like, it ticked me off that you said that because I was offended and I was at a really sensitive spot. Like, yeah. I felt pretty sensitive about mommy brain or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And then you could say, but then upon further reflection, I realized you weren't even, clearly you weren't even aware. Or in the moment when she's explaining it to her, she could have just said it and been like, oh, wow, you didn't take it the way that I thought. You know what I mean? Like, Kate could have had any of those realizations at any point along the way and absolutely did not. And that's where I think somebody like Megan is like, But that goes along with, like, they never talk about stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's all part and parcel of the same thing. Whether it's cultural, institutional, personal... And even if she doesn't understand that point of view, like it would have been cool if Kate could have said that hurt my feelings and I we don't really talk about hormones. But now that you've explained that women yeah, in America talk about this, I understand you. And you're way like, okay, well, I understand. dealing with a person who's going to be your sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Not to go, I'll never speak to her again. And You it was really hurt my feelings and I'm going to resent you and now Forever. plot against you for the rest of... Our time. <laughs> that seems a little much. It does, but we'll all have to see what goes down on May 6th. We'll be watching. And it's you got to get up early. Yeah. On a Saturday. Early. We'll make some crumpets. <laughs> okay. Or some, what do you want? You get, You should make something. Oh, okay. <laughs> From Great British Bake Off. I don't know. Okay. Work on that. Okay. Haggis. Hey, Haggis? <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. When we return, Mike is going to spin his wheel. Where it lands, we shan't be knowing until he does it, and then it will, and <laughs> then we'll know what we're playing on Game Show Roulette right here on my... Ah. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Boulevard Auto Works. Warmer weather is on its way, and fingers crossed, we're going to be cranking up that AC. Wait a minute. We're already cranking up that AC. Have you been outside? If your car's cooling system fails at any point... From now until the end of summer, I want you to call Tom and his team over at Boulevard. Maybe you just got the windows rolled down because you're like, I don't need that AC yet. I just want that fresh air. If you hear a strange noise as you're bebopping around town, call Boulevard. I mean, if that noise is attached to you and following you as you drive through town. That's what I do. They're the hometown professionals you can trust to keep you on the road Safe and secure in tip-top shape all summer long. They've got free courtesy cars, a car wash with every service. Tom and his team at Boulevard are going to keep you happy all year long. Just like they keep my vehicle happy when I bring it in for scheduled maintenance or whatever ails it. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Don. Oh, wow. This is, always goes by so fast because we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And it is now time for Mike to spin his real remix. Time now to play along. It's Here's your host, Mike Ganger. 
Let's give it a spin and find out where the real, 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 real is going to go. There the real goes. And... Ooh. Yeah, Supermarket Sweep. Oh. Not Supermarket Sweep. No. no. Name that. No. No, this is that futuristic Oh, it's game, a future. So. Future game. We, uh, we're going to play a little uh, Listery Pop Quiz. Listery Pop Quiz. Remember that? Yes, I do. I've got a long list of uh, um, some items. And I saw your face done. <laughs> I've got a list of some items. It's modestly sized. And it is going to have a bunch of different uh, answers for various questions. Are you ready to give it a whirl? Uh, sure. I think we are. You're each going to have a couple of strikes. Uh, of course, if you, uh, if you hear the buzzer sound, that means you're going to have a strike. If you hear the ding, that means you're going to get a point. You're going to rattle off as many as you possibly can. We're going to start off with this list. Uh, the highest grossing animated film debut ever happened this past weekend when Super Mario Brothers just crushed worldwide. I have got a list of the highest grossing animated films ever. Mm. And this includes a whole bunch of sequels and then some trilogies and stuff like that. So uh, we're not going to make it more difficult than it already is. You just have to uh, say which universe. It is. So, for example, if you'd be like, you know, Back to the Future and Back to the Future Part 4, Part 2 is on it, I would just give it to you. So, uh, let's roll through these, okay? Okay. Uh, We got a few lists. We'll see if we can get to all of them. Otherwise, uh, whoever has accumulated the most points. And again, you've got two strikes. Once your opponent strikes out, you can just keep on going, getting as many points as you possibly can. So, let's start things off after this coin flip. Who wants to call it? Tails. It's actually heads. <sighs> so, Bradley, you get to start. Again, we're looking for the highest grossing animated films ever. The highest grossing animated films of all time. I've got the top 20 list, but again, it's really right about 11 of them because of all the sequels and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Toy Story. Toy Story. On the list, actually, Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3, and Toy Story D. Uh, no, actually, just four and three are on the list, but you got that one. Good mm. job. Keep it going. Dawn. Oh, me? Yep, your the turn. The Incredibles. The Incredibles, the original number 30 on the list, but the sequel mm-hmm. number three on the list. Oh, Nicely three. done. Okay. All right. Keep on going, Bradley. Can I just ask a clarifying yeah. question? Is Minions a part of that franchise? The Incredibles? Yeah. No, it's Isn't not. Isn't that where the Minions come from? Nope. Oh, you can say I would like to say the minions. They come from the Despicable Me universe, which actually knocks off like five of this list. So mm. congratulations. Yeah. Minions is uh, uh, from 2015. That was on there. Plus Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2, Despicable Me 3, and all the other minions, the Rise of Gru and all that stuff. Okay. So, a lot of different things cool. going on there. Keep on going. Um, how about Finding Nemo? Is Finding Nemo. That's a really good one. Actually, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory both on the list. Nicely done. Okay. Keep going. Is Shrek on that list? Shrek is not on the list. Oh, But Shrek 2 is. Oh! Shrek 2 is on the list. Nicely done. (laughs) Um, okay. Continuing the I would like to say Wreck-It Ralph. Is Wreck-It Ralph on that list? It is not. Oh, I love it. First strike oh, for Dawn. Uh, it's all right. You got another strike to work with. And okay. actually, I lied. Shrek the Third is also on the list. I just mm. noticed that. So two Shrek shows on the list. Keep on going, Bradley. Okay. Uh, can I say that the very obvious. Oh, Lion King? 
the OG 1994 Lion King is on oh, the list. shoot. Nicely done. Oh. It's number 10 on the list. Okay. It's the only one from the 90s, actually. There's a little hint for you, too. Mm. Uh, go ahead, uh, Don. How about Inside Out? Inside Out from 2015. Nice pull. That's number 18 on the list. Oh, I'm shocked. Nicely done. We may only have time for one because you guys are crushing this. I love it. Keep going. How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. The deep pull will not be successful. As That one is not on the list, unfortunately. Boy, oh boy. We each get two. Yep, you get two strikes. So, Dawn, you can tie it back up if you get one right here. Okay. Um, You're running out of uh, of them, though. You're doing really, really well. Okay. Yeah, this is tough. Um Four to three, the lead right now okay. in this mystery lesson. Come on, darling. All right. Um, Need to guess. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, that red panda one. Um, about the periods. Oh yeah, turning red. Turning red. Is that your guess? Yes. Sorry, I helped you with the name of it, but it's no, not it's on the okay. List, I unfortunately, appreciate yeah, no, no problem. How about another panda? This one who who does kung fu. <gasps> Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Panda? Panda? It is ah! not. You both have uh, had all of your strikes here. Yeah. Uh, on the list, and this is funny, the only uh, Disney pic- non-Disney Pixar one is actually the Shrek universe. Otherwise, everything else is Disney Pixar, uh-huh. including number one and number two. Which are? Inside Out. Let it go. Oh, my God. Let it go. Frozen. Are oh, my God. So People are screaing stupid. Frozen. Frozen one and we two. Are so uh, let me stupid. correct the record. I am stupid. No, I am stupid, I am stupid. too. I'm and uh, Zootopia was actually uh, not how did we on miss Frozen? Frozen no, was the well, big it's one. kind of like Lion or Lion King. I was like, I forgot about Lion King. Yeah, and I, was and like, I did oh. until right before you did. It just popped into my head. I wish Frozen would have <laughs> nicely done. Let's go rapid fire. Real, oh, actually, we don't even have time for this second list. Oh my goodness, that was quick. Are you sure we don't? Because well, I mean, I'm behind. Well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's just try. It okay, let's do. Uh, let's just change this real quick. I have the top five now. So I have the top five. Top selling female musical artist. Go as long as you can. Don, you start. Kelly Clarkson. Well, that was easy. Mariah Carey. Uh, yes. Oh. Don's looking at me like oh, five to three. No, it. you did not get yours. No, I'm sorry, Kelly Clarkson. Not on the top. Wow. She's actually not even in the top but fifteen. Okay. Keep going. Oh, I have to go. You can okay. keep going if you want. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. Uh. Celine Dion. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Actually, both wrong. She's just outside the top five. Bradley, Beyonce? that secures the victory for you. Oh. Uh, who'd you say? Beyonce. She also is actually outside the top five. That's an incorrect uh, answer. Okay. Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift is you- number five on the list. Madonna was one. Rihanna was two. Mariah Carey, three. And Whitney Houston, fourth. Oh, okay. okay. Bradley gets the victory. Yes, Congratulations. Queen! I like that one. That was fun. Yeah, we'll, fun. we'll revisit that list again. But, Don, this is what you're going home with. <gasps> Tickets. Snip it, bump it, bump it, but you can't bump it. It's not a ballpark, Frank. Oh. Going home with a ballpark, Ew, Frank. I don't squeeze want it. What was it? Snip no. it, sniff it, squeeze it. Sniff it. <laughs> Goodbye. I gotta Ew. go. I have We're to gonna, go. Can you put that on the button bar? Yes. Squeeze it, sniff it. it. Plumps if you cook it. Hey, thank you for being with us today. Up next, Lori and Julia will be back tomorrow (laughs) from noon to three right here on My Talk 1071.